This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Well, welcome to Thursday, everybody. Buzz and Lisa back uh, coming up on Monday. Tomorrow, Carlos Mencia going to be joining us on the show. Packed show today, however. Shim Moore, former lead singer of Sick Puppies, he's going to be joining us in about 15 minutes or so. We have some coronavirus updates, sports on the way, five random facts, a true crime report as well. And since Sal is in today, we're going to be giving him an alternative fact quiz. Good morning, Sal. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, El Paso and all the surrounding areas. What's up? Joanna, Joanna Barba doing uh, the triple duty today. She's uh, on news and entertainment news. What do we have coming up in the, uh, we'll call it the regular news. Now, I don't know if this would fall under like entertainment or the regular news, but have you heard about Rudy Giuliani? Which part? About his appearance in oh, the, in the Borat, Borat movie. With his hands stuffed down his pants? Yep. I have heard that. I saw the headlines. That uh-huh. comes out tomorrow, doesn't it? It does come out tomorrow on Amazon Prime. And in this new movie, Rudy Giuliani appears to put his hands down his pants while talking privately with a woman that he believes is a right-wing journalist. And Rudy claims that he was just tucking his shirt in. I mean, I could see that. Mm-hmm. That he's just tucking his shirt in. But have you seen any of the Rudy Giuliani stuff when it comes to these apparent Hunter Biden emails? Uh, no. I, I mean, I've seen this the headlines. Is one of the strangest stories to me, because the claim mm-hmm. is Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, right. took his laptop to a random computer uh, repair store, uh-huh. and the guy that repaired it was able to find, you know, all these pictures right. of Hunter Biden with underage kids and... Um, emails about them, you know, with Ukraine and all of this other stuff. And it boggles my mind that the first thought for most people isn't if he has that on his computer, he's just going to take it to a random person. (laughs) To someone that's going to like they don't have their own IT guy. He's the vice. Your dad was the vice president of the United States. He's running for president. You don't have your own IT guy. If if in any way, shape or form, any of that stuff were to have been true. You don't think that that's something that you might want to question, but Rudy Giuliani, he's going on some of these super right-wing fringe... He's uh, definitely gone down this weird spiral. Remember when we used to think Rudy Giuliani was kind of like a hero? Yeah, the way he 9-11. And how great he was with that. And then all this starts happening, and we're like, what happened to you, Rudy Giuliani? Yeah, go watch... The documentary Fear City, New York versus the Mafia, and that'll show you what a great guy Rudy Giuliani was. Mm-hmm. That's he was a really good one, by the way. Yeah, he was kind of the guy that brought down the mob, or at least one of the one of the head guys. Yeah. But man, something has gone off the rails there. So the scene was filmed back in July, and after it happened, Rudy called the cops, and at the time he said. Because apparently in the scene, uh, Borat bursts into the room in lingerie, but I guess he didn't know that it was Borat. Or I think he did find out later that it was him, and mm-hmm. Borat yells out, she's 15, she's too old for you. <laughs> so 
at the time, Giuliani uh, said that, quote, the person comes in yelling and screaming, and I thought this must be a scam or a shakedown, so I reported it to the police, and then he ran away. But he says that he had his jacket on and that he was fully clothed at all times. Have you seen the pictures of this? I've seen the pictures, The yeah. one of Borat, and it's it's the girl that's <laughs> supposed to be playing Borat's daughter, correct? Correct, Okay, because yeah. she's the one that's on kind of on tour with him. Uh, is what it seems like throughout the entire movie. Yeah, so he's trying to find her, I guess, a suitable person for her, but someone in, he wants someone in the White House for her, and he's trying to make a gift of her <laughs> to somebody in the White House. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the original Borat. Like uh-huh. I was, it was funny, but I don't think it's one of the greatest movies ever made or one of the funniest no. movies ever made. But this one... At the time, it was kind of just like, oh, that it's like everybody was just quoting yeah. it. It was a meme before a meme. Probably. Exactly. Yeah. But this one, I almost can't wait for it to come out. It seems highly entertaining. All of the, the different things that he's doing. And the premise is even more interesting because it's not just, it's Sasha Baron Cohen dressing up as Borat, dressing up as other characters because he's being recognized as mm-hmm. Borat, which I think is absolutely brilliant. All right, so we'll get to that coming up in entertainment news. We already have holiday stories to be talking about. Dude, I went to the Dollar Tree. It's all Christmas, right? It's all Christmas. Most of the stuff has been Christmas for, gosh, a couple of weeks. I didn't get out much. So I was looking for some spider web. And it was just Christmas things. Yeah. You almost can't find any Halloween stuff. If you do want some Halloween stuff, the only store that I've really been able to find it is Walmart. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember back in September, beginning of September, maybe even the end of August, we went to Sam's Club because we were going to go shopping for party supplies for my kid's birthday. Mm -hmm. All Christmas already. (laughs) <laughs> this was, again, beginning of September, end of August. There was not a single Halloween decoration to be found in Sam's Club. It was 100% Christmas. And it's only gotten worse since then. The only places I've ever, I've been able to find anything Halloween over the past few weeks, there was... I take it it wasn't the family dollar that's right next door, right? No. Okay, so that one, they still have an aisle of candies and um, decorations and some other things that you, uh, you can put up. And then they also have um, a whole, that whole section when you walk into Walmart, that's their kind of their seasonal section. Yeah. Now, of course, now that I'm saying this today, that we're nine days away from, from Halloween. That could change. Yeah. <laughs> like it's going to be one of those situations where they've already switched it to Thanksgiving slash Christmas. Um, but Joanna and I, I think it's pretty much between us. We're having a competition. <laughs> for the morning show on decorating your house for Halloween. And I'm pretty sure it's down to myself and just Joanna at this point. But I can't be sure. <laughs> I think it is. But we'll make sure that those pictures are shared. Uh, coming up, we're also, you know, we got the news headlines. we got these holiday stories. We're also, we're going to be asking, do you have a wow, I'm old moment? It's that moment in your adult life when all of a sudden you realize, wow. I'm old. Every morning that I wake up with back pain. Oh, knees ache a little bit. Things creak and crack. Something cracks. And yeah. I'm, all, oh, I'm old. You sound like that creaky door in a horror movie when you're getting out of bed. I sound like uh, Carl in Up when he gets out of bed. And do you twist your hips around like yeah. he does where you... 
Yep, and everything's just going like a glow stick. And then you uh, you have that little uh, chair the that chair goes that down takes- the stairs. God, I wish I had one of those for my front porch. <laughs> So we'll get to that coming up. So if you have any of those, you're always more than welcome to jump over in the Facebook chat and let us know now. Uh, Buzz Adams Morning Show over on Facebook. You can uh, jump in the chat, click on the video, and that uh, the chat will pop up there right on the uh, the right-hand side. But we have all of this stuff coming up. Shim Moore going to be joining us here in, less, in, in about 5, 10 minutes or so. But just to reiterate, the holiday stuff is already around. And did you know that not a single Peanuts holiday special will be aired on network TV this year? Whack. No way. None. There is no It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, <gasps> Charlie Brown Christmas. Apparently, none of that is going to be on network TV, of course. Because of COVID? I'm not 100% sure no, why they're not like doing old. it. Yeah, they can't. That's terrible. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe, maybe there's not enough room in the programming for them to fit in these Peanuts holiday specials. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Do you guys remember the free hugs campaign, the video? Yeah. And it, it was just somebody standing outside saying free hugs, right? Yeah, he had a sign up that mm-hmm. said that said free hugs. Okay. And it was essentially the first ever really viral video on YouTube. Isn't that right, Shim? Yeah, that is actually true, Brandon. Hey, buddy. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. It's uh, it's later for you. It's uh, evening time for Shim right now as it's morning for us. But Shim joining us from Australia, of course, he is... My co-host for Rockstar 101, and you can find that podcast wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or Google. Shim also has the Hollywood Rebellion, which you can find over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Hollywood Rebellion, and you can help Shim write songs during the lockdown sessions. Isn't that right? That's exactly it, man. It's It's the first collaborative Twitch stream where you come in. And you pick the BPM of the song, the speed, the tone, the style, the lyrics, everything. And we're writing songs together. We got one actually happening uh, later tonight at 6 p.m. Pacific, which I think is 7 for you guys. It's uh, live on Twitch. Yeah, and Shim, he's got a lot of stuff going on. So we do Rockstar 101. If you're, how do you get in on the, on the Discord if we're doing Rockstar 101? Oh, yeah, man. I've got a Patreon set up now, which actually connects to the Discord, which for anyone that doesn't know what Discord is, it's basically a full, it's, it's, a, it's a glorified chat room for people that don't know about this stuff yet, but it's got video integration so you can put on a private show like a TV show or a live webcam thing or from your phone. And uh, if you subscribe to the Patreon on the monthly basis, uh, then you, you can watch us uh, basically do Rockstar 101 Live, and I also do private streams where I'm setting up the sessions for the Twitch stream, writing songs, coming up with chord progressions, and sort of, you know, like, like basically like you're hanging out with me in the studio a little bit before I go live, more of a private sort of thing. And you can tune in when we're um, recording Rockstar 101. There's sometimes we do it live as well on Twitch. It just kind of depends. And Shim also does a lot of live streaming stuff. And one of the recent things that's popped up happened to do with the Free Hugs video where you're talking with... Jamie, who is the bassist, by the way, what's uh, what are Jamie's socials again? Uh, Jamie, if you just look up uh, Jamie Lewis, the bassist, you can look it up on Google, on Twitch, on YouTube, Jamie Lewis, the bassist, and he is the bassist. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's a good way to put it. And you guys were talking about free hugs, so um, this is the video. It uses the Sick Puppy song. It's all the same. And in a recent video, you kind of explained 
the the story behind this and everything that happened and even the the aftermath of it. And I was wondering if you could kind of go over that with us this morning. Yeah. Well, the the thing is, well, what I realized, like for anyone who's interested, you can go to my Facebook page. It's just Shim. Uh, what is my Facebook page, Brandon? It's, the Facebook page is, uh, it's just Shim, S-H-I-M. He does have the blue check mark. <laughs> so if you're going yeah, to yeah. one that does not have it, that's not Shim. Thank you very much. Um so basically, I, start, I, put, I put up some videos in regards to a lot of questions that a lot of people were asking about the sick puppies and when the band got started and most importantly, why the band broke up. So if anyone wants to know the full story on why sick puppies actually broke up, the video is now on my Facebook page. You can go there and it will direct you to Twitch and all that stuff. But I decided to answer a few of the main questions that people had asked over the years that I hadn't answered partly out of... You know, I didn't think anyone really cared anymore or just because also the free hugs guy, it was also his story as well as mine and it wasn't really my place to say. But man, it's been a while, you know, so whatever. I just decided like, look, as long as I'm respectful to the other people involved, let's just tell people what's going on. Mm -hmm. And what happened with the free hugs guy is really, it was some John Lennon stuff, man. Like people really don't realize, I think people either don't realize or they forget that was the biggest video in the world for at least a month to two months. I mean, this was back before President Trump would say something outlandish, and then two days later, something else would happen, and you'd forget. Like, if it's the traffic that exists now didn't exist. It was on the news. It had its own day. It was a big deal. And it was the first viral video that was ever created to the point where when the Sick Poppy signed with Capitol Records, which was Virgin at first, they came to me and said, can you teach us how to make this new thing called a viral video? Because that's what we're calling it. It's gone viral. Like they, It was fresh. So the free hugs guy was a global sensation on Oprah in 60 Minutes. And you can imagine a guy whose natural disposition leads him to make a free hug sign and walk up and down the street giving out free hugs. He was, he was about as close to... Uh, he was about as close to homeless as you can be without being homeless. I mean, he lived in, like, the back room that was separate from his parents' house, and they were trying to kick him out, but he didn't want to get a job. And he was this really great guy that was just like, I'm going to do this weird, kooky thing. And it caught on, like, wildfire. And then I decided to make a video about him and accidentally turned him into a global superstar. It was bizarre. And he had... The thing that the, thing that the video addresses is that he was on Oprah Winfrey and he was on all these places and it was all good and peace and love. But then the flip side, the dark side of it came out where people started to make him to be more than he was. Mm -hmm. And he started to get death threats. And when he started getting death threats in person from people, literally he called me the day that he received his first one where a guy in New York gave him a hug at a free hugs convention and said, I, will, I have a gun in my pocket. I can take care of it now if you'd like to become a martyr, if you'd like your message to live forever. And he freaked out. He was really freaked out, man. He was pale, and he was stuttering, and he was like, I don't know what this is. This is not what... I, he, he couldn't handle it. Well, it's got to be and terrifying. So, yeah, that's exactly it. He literally, I mean, you can imagine. Imagine if you... And like anyone, anyone listening right now, imagine if you're walking around, and some random person says, hey, I'm going to give you a hug, which is a bit strange in the first <laughs> place for someone you've never met. Mm -hmm. And then also it's like, hey, I've just given you this hug... And now would you like me to kill you? And he was just like, he, no one can handle that type of thing at the drop of a dime. So he literally, and I, and I don't blame him for this at all, I would have definitely done the same thing at that time. 
he just started to dismantle it. He started to not return phone calls, not to show up to things. Uh, when he couldn't, when he didn't want to do something, he would make up elaborate lies that we would catch him out in, and he would go, "Yeah, I don't care. I don't remember saying that." And he just got to the point where, and it made sense. He basically made the situation impossible to work with him, mm-hmm. where we couldn't get him on the phone, couldn't get an interview, couldn't he wouldn't appear for anything. He just completely uh, removed himself from it. And luckily, the only saving grace was number one. As a result, because he removed himself, no one was able to reach him to do him any harm because people got crazy. And also, it didn't go public that he started to kind of freak out. And so the video was allowed to become this beautiful, untainted thing that people didn't... Because people wanted a free hugs part two. They were looking for the next story. Mm-hmm. If he had gone into a rehab clinic or something, that would have been the story, and it would have totally discredited this beautiful video which honestly to this day is still one of the things that I'm the most proud of ever having created because it's a perfect little piece of art, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's the story. So if you want to... basically it. Yeah, if you, wanted, <laughs> if you forget about it, you can find it. It's still up on YouTube and it was something that Chim was heavily involved in. And these are the kind of stories that you can get when you either um, hop in on the lockdown sessions with Shim or you're checking out an episode of Rockstar 101. Shim also does his VIP sessions as well. Are you still doing those on Saturday nights? Dude, they are on... They're on Sunday nights now. There are more people were available on the Sunday nights. But yeah, thanks, Brandon. The... Uh, VIP sessions are basically a private hour and a half show with me playing any of my songs that you want to request. And you basically just buy a ticket and you get sent a Zoom link and you can click it on your phone or your laptop or whatever and it just transports you into my studio where you can you can hang out with me like you would on any other Zoom call and I'll do a full show. Like The only thing is I keep my clothes on. It's not one of those sorts of shows. A lot of people ask me, well, how private is it, Shim? Like, you know, there's no one else there. What you going to do? I'm like, I'm just going to sing the songs, man. All right. So you, <laughs> it's not a strip get, tease. You know, so, but you can request any song. You can hear B-sides that never got played at festivals and shows. Uh, there is unreleased material that I'm still demoing. I play that there if you want to hear that. It's really the closest that you can get to a live show without going to a live show because there's no shows right now. It's the closest that I could get to giving every one of my fans a real experience where they really feel like they're in the room with me. And one of the things that Shim and I try to do when it comes to <clears throat> Rockstar 101 is that we try to we try to answer any question that comes in. We try to be open books. People have asked Shim about uh, uh, Screaming at Demons, uh, which yeah. was a band that he was involved with for a very short time. We've received... More than a couple. Somebody even on Facebook recently, I think it was underneath your your video for Free Hugs where somebody had asked about that. So I sent them a link to the Rockstar 101 episode where you answered all those questions and you and I talked about it. Um, so if you ever have any questions for us, if you ever have a topic that you want covered for Rockstar 101, you can always send us some information uh, or you can always drop us a line. Again, Shim is on Facebook. It's just Shim, S-H-I-M on Facebook. He's got the blue check mark. You can find him over on Twitter. It is at Shim Moore. That's S-H-I-M-M-O-O-R-E. You can find myself. I'm on Instagram or on Reddit. You can find me at the Real Brandalorian. You hear that, Sal? I love it. It's the real one. At the real Brandalorian <laughs> is where you can find me. You're more than welcome to drop us a message with a question, a comment, or anything else that you might want to uh, have uh, discussed on Rockstar 101. And something else that Shim and I are working towards is a book club. I was going to say, you can't forget the book club, Brandon. Yeah, we're talking about starting a rock bio book club where we select a rock and roll biography. 
we read it, we set up certain uh, certain recording times or certain live sessions, and then we're going to discuss the book. Um, I think the first one that we locked in on, I believe we agreed we're going to do the Heroin Diaries first. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a must. And if you want to get uh, more details on the book club, you can just go to Rockstar 101. You can find it, again, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we're going to be moving on from there. I think we're going to also be talking about... Um, or we did talk about wanting to do Aerosmith's Walk This Way biography as well. I even had people um, writing me up, uh, t- uh, hitting me up, telling me about other rock biographies that we should do for um, a-, a book club. So we've, we've got a lot ready. Like, be prepared to read, Shim. 2021 is going to be yeah. the year of reading for us. Dude, I realized something just today I was thinking about it. Like, when I started the Hollywood Rebellion live stream, it was just something to do just something to do but it has taken on such a life of its own and the podcast has started to grow as a result of it and it's they're both feeding each other and everything that we're doing i just realized like as far as i'm concerned for all of 2021 i'm just gonna say i'm a professional streamer because for 2021 like i'm not a because there's no touring so instead of being a touring music artist i want to be a streaming music artist and just see what happens and if that means and there's more time to read books man you know why because we don't have to load our gear and haul off <laughs> and drive to the next town. There's plenty of time to read, man. Yeah, all the gear is already set up in your house. You don't have to worry there's, about that. You don't have to worry about the drive no either. Overheads, no drive, no overheads, no gas bills. Forget about it. Forget about it. It's dope. It's like, I don't even have to wear pants when I work anymore, dude. <laughs> he does, though, folks. If you get to VIP sessions, he does wear pants. Yeah. And that, that eventually we'll do the exclusive like two hundred dollar ticket VIPs, and then we'll start to talk about that. But for now, it's pants down. We just yeah, we'll yeah, just... man. Everything's great. Everything's great, and most importantly, El Paso is safe and sound and happy for the most part. Like you guys holding up okay. Our numbers are up, man. Our numbers keep going up, big time. Man, man. I know, right? Uh, I'll tell you more. You and I will dis- we'll discuss on the next episode of Rockstar 101. Uh, we'll By the way, on the episode of Rockstar 101. Yeah, new yeah. new episodes. They drop Monday mornings. Again, you can find them wherever you get your podcast. Jim, thank you very much. Uh, go get some sleep, buddy. Love to everyone. Thank you so much, Brandon, for having me. Love to El Paso. You're my home away from home. See you guys soon. Thanks, brother. Bye, Jim. Bye. Uh, all right, that is Shim Moore, former lead singer of Sick Puppies. And uh, this is I like not how he was just now. like, oh man, I know, right? Yeah, that's how we feel. Yeah, that's exactly how we feel. So, yeah, the sit the uh, the free hugs campaign video, uh huh. It was a really interesting story because one of the things that Shim has really started to do is open up more about sick puppies and uh-huh. what happened with the band and the breakup of the band and some of the stuff that went on. And we're 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 planning a full episode of Rockstar 101 to discuss Sick Puppies, not necessarily the breakup of the band, but more of the some of the inside stories and things that people may not know. Because uh-huh. remember, this was the biggest video. I don't even think this is the original. I mean, it might be the original uh, posting of the video, but it's got 78 million views. And it all started with a man with a hu- uh, sign that said "Free Hugs." God, look at how much has changed. You can't really do that anymore. Yeah, think about that. If you walk around with a sign that says "Free Hugs," you're just asking for trouble now. No People kidding. Forever's now. 
And that's all because of coronavirus, which is what we have coming up. We got some coronavirus stories coming up next. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Coronavirus is still a thing. Really kind of seemed to take the wind out of Shim's sails when he asked us how everybody in the city in which we live is doing. And we're like, oh, yeah, the numbers are going up. Oh. He's like, oh, man. Rolled off about four mans. Okay. (laughs) Not sure what to do with this. It's kind of like that uh, conversation hot potato that you have every now and then where it's like, I don't know what to do with this thing. Do I throw it back at you? Do I hold it? Well, let's get to some coronavirus stories here. We'll start with the insanity yet again. And the first story that we have has to do with an anti-masker basically going off during a school board meeting. (laughs) Tyranny in Sarasota County. Well, but the thing you have to remember is that your decisions are affecting others. So Mm -hmm. it is their children and it is the teachers and it is the other parents. And I think that's something that kind of gets swept under the rug here when you get a lot of these anti-maskers who say, well, it's my right. Or when they use the carbon dioxide thing, which you can That's look been up proven really quickly not be if you Google it. The Mayo Clinic says there is no risk of hypoxia, which is lower oxygen levels in healthy adults. And carbon dioxide will freely diffuse through your mask as you breathe. Yeah, so it, it, it's one of those situations of you always hear people make the claim, your rights end where mine begin. Uh-huh. But I always hear these same people talking about how, well, it's 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 my body, it's my choice. But the problem is your body, your choice then ultimately affects me because if you're not wearing a mask and you're going around coughing on things, breathing on things, spitting on things, I think that's something people forget is when you talk, you spit. You, techni- like, yeah, you technically spit. Droplets come out. And that's what the mask covers up. Is it 100%? No. That's something that bugs the hell out of me too. Well, it's only 99% effective. So are condoms, man. Chances are that's how. Uh, that's why you're around. Because your parents didn't wear one. Is that why you don't want to wear a mask? Just throwing that out there. Well, if you want to give out candy to trick-or-treaters this year, you should put a purple pumpkin in front of your house. That's a sign you're giving out individually wrapped candies, and you'll keep the whole process safe and sanitary, and here is somebody talking about said uh, purple pumpkins. Would you go trick-or-treating, either of you? In this pandemic? Yeah. No. no. Yeah, see, I wouldn't either. The only thing that we've talked about doing, because my wife even asked me this last week, and she was asking, well, what are we going to do for Halloween? Because you still have to do something, right? Well, yeah. So I still stick by my scavenger hunt idea. If you're a parent, you got one kid, two kids, three kids, five kids, doesn't matter. Go buy yourself a big bag of candy. You give. You can either make it a bingo. You can make it just a simple scavenger hunt where there's a list of things, and then when you find something, you give a piece of candy. And you you can either drive around or you can walk around the neighborhoods. And when you find, oh, that house has a spider, uh, old Billy and Johnny here, uh, they get a Snickers. So you turn it into a scavenger hunt with a reward system based on what you're able to find. Now, the problem is, I said this a few weeks ago when the, the idea first popped into my head, we have to get people on board with decorating their houses. Nobody in my neighborhood's decorating. Really? They, well, okay, not nobody. There's maybe two houses that I've seen. The neighbors across the street, they kind of went all out for um, the front door in that that section, my wife and I, this is the most we've ever done. 
when it comes to Halloween decorations. I wonder if those photos are up, by the way. Do you know if they are, Joanna? I think she'd be putting them up next week. Okay, so we have a competition that's supposed to be amongst everybody on the morning show, but um, (laughs) it's really between myself and Joanna because every year we would do a Halloween parade. And during the Halloween parade, we would decorate our Jack in the Box float. Unfortunately, we're not doing the parade. And Jack in the Box was still saying, hey, we want to be involved. And I said, hey, I want some free tacos. <laughs> there's, there's still only like a, like a buck 20. Yeah. So it's, I, you don't really need the free tacos. You can go pay for them. It's like a buck. Um, so what we did, instead of us decorating a float, we're decorating our houses. And Joanna and I are the ones who I think kind of took it more seriously. I think so. Um, which goes to tell you who makes more money on this show because there's a hundred, it's a hundred bucks on the line, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's a hundred dollar reward for whoever wins. All right, back to coronavirus here. <laughs> a Norwegian official who is responsible for bringing daylight saving time. I'm not really sure what this has to do with it. Oh, kind of. He brought daylight saving time to Norway, and he now apologizes for it, saying, I strongly regret that 2020 will be another hour longer. Oh. We're, we're moving towards getting rid of daylight saving time, right? That's a I thing. I don't know. Everything is about masks these days. That's the least that could happen after 2020. They're like, we'll deal with daylight saving later. <laughs> yeah. But that's something that could easily go away. And I believe it's coming up not this weekend, but it, that's that happens. How, it happens that's the thing. Halloween night. We're getting the extra hour on Halloween night as well, and have, we're all going to be cooped up. Have any of y'all ever been out partying when it happens? Yep. Yes. And, yeah. And it's you get home greatest. and you're like, oh, it's 4 a.m. No, it's not. It's only 3. Let's go. Let's do this. Uh, men are now having cam girls play out their Zoom meeting fantasies. <laughs> like a meeting that suddenly turns <laughs> sensual. One okay. cam girl says, quote, I think a lot of times people eroticize circumstances they have to deal with all the time in life. Makes sense. Yeah. Gotta call the horny police on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody should have told that guy from the New Yorker. Red tubing. Oh, yes. that's right. <laughs> Somebody should also tell uh, Rudy Giuliani. Ooh. A dad in Iowa made an insanely elaborate Zoom Halloween costume for his daughter that features full live video. That's amazing. It's taking a while to load here, but uh, shows the door open and there's actual video on. Oh my god. So essentially, it's it looks like it's um, it, I mean it would be more than a piece of cardboard, but it looks like the Zoom screen that has the multiple squares for everybody involved in the Zoom meeting, right, and you right. have uh, the Invisible Man, Wolf Man, Frankenstein, and there is a full video that I believe I think it shows the person who's giving the candy. It's the person in front of the girl who's wearing the costume. This is impressive. That's pretty cool. Next story, turns out a recent study found that net gators work effectively as face masks was paid for by a company that makes and sells net gators. Remember how yesterday we were talking about you got to be careful of who funds a certain study? Right. Well, it was a few months ago we found out that net gators might not be the best and might make even uh, the situation worse in regards to wearing it as a face mask. And right, then there was a study right that came out. Buzz bought like 40 of them. Oh, he bought a ton of oh, them. Oh, man. And then it came out that 
there was a study that said, no, 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 they're just as effective. Well, a company that makes and sells neck gaiters are the ones that did that study. So take that for what it is. As people prepare for another uh, another possible rise in coronavirus infections, what do you mean prepared? We're doing it. El Paso's ahead of the curve, baby. And a potential shutdown. They're stocking up on things like outdoor fire pits, nice sheets, better home office equipment, nice coffee makers, games, houseplants, and pianos. People getting ready. A chain of mask stores is starting to fill up empty spots in malls. The chain called... COVID-19 Essentials has already set up in eight malls across the United States. Well, malls have space. Is what? It's probably in a battle for trademarking right now, too. Yeah, that's right. COVID-19 Essentials. Yeah. A nursing home in Ireland has taken its Halloween decorations down after people thought it was inappropriate to have tombstones up, considering that's what's happening in the nursing homes during the pandemic. Or considering what's happening with nursing homes oh. during the pandemic. Yeah, that's probably not the best idea, uh-huh. um, putting that stuff up there. 79% of people say they don't follow the CDC recommendation to wash their face mask after every use. I'll admit it, I don't. I do it I, well, I don't, every I, I, other day. I don't wash it. I do. I, I mean, does it, it counts if I'm spraying it down with... Uh, with like Lysol and stuff, right? I would that's kind of that. the same thing. <laughs> at least it's, di- I, I think that. disinfecting it is really what you're right. looking for. Well, that's a better step than most people are taking at least. Uh-huh. <laughs> My wife has to wash hers frequently because it gets the, the makeup all on the inside. I hate that. 8% have never washed their reusable yeah. cloth face masks. 8% of people are disgusting. Ooh, and watch that. We'll wrap up here. We we'll get to more of the uh, the positive coronavirus stories here later in the show. But we're going to wrap this up with the uh, new daily cases here in the United States: sixty three thousand six hundred and sixty three, uh, twelve hundred and twenty five new deaths. So here in the United States, we are now at eight point five million, with more than two hundred and twenty seven thousand deaths. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Educational portion of the show for you today. Five random facts. Wait for it. Random fact number one. The first candy produced by a machine. Not quite sure how to say this. Is it Necco wafers? Oh, the Necco wafers? Those are the little circles, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. A guy named Oliver Chase made them with a lozenge cutting machine all the way back in 1847. And they all still taste like they're from 1847, (laughs) if you've ever had one of them. Random fact number two. There was a team that only lasted for one game in the NFL. Um, I think I know this. Is it the Steagles? No. Ah. But I do remember the Steagles when they combined the Steelers and the Eagles. It's the Tonawanda Cardex Lumbermen from Tonawanda, New York. They joined the NFL in 1921. That's why I don't remember it. They lost 45 to nothing to the Rochester Jeffersons and then disbanded. Wow. Random fact number three. The Guinness World Record for the most keys removed from a key ring by a parrot is 22 in two minutes. And you want to talk about random facts. <laughs> it's about as random as they come. Random fact number four. The cheeseburger was invented in 1926 at a restaurant called The Right Spot 
in Pasadena, California. The oh. owner's 16-year-old son randomly threw cheese on a patty on the grill. <gasps> then they added it to their menu and called it a cheese hamburger. Oh. Wow, so a, a, a cheeseburger hasn't even been around for 100 years. That's crazy. <laughs> it's 94 years old. Random fact number five. Anytime your food has carmine, co- cochineal extract, or natural red four in its ingredients, uh-huh. it means the color comes from crushed up bugs. Oh, my God. You're going to start what looking at your ingredients now, right? Make sure you're not Red. eating uh, crushed up bugs. And that's your random facts for today. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we have a jam-packed true crime report with Florida Man game. So let's get right into it. Do not. Do not do that. <laughs> or that. Please no. It's against the law. It's against the law. It's against the law. It's against the law. law. (laughs) All right. Our first story comes from Florida. Not to be confused with the Florida man story. Okay. I think we're just bookending today with Florida, man. All right. 26-year-old guy by the name of Nathan Garisto in Largo, Florida, got arrested for throwing a pumpkin and its innards at his girlfriend. He was (laughs) drunk on Monday and got into an argument with his 29-year-old girlfriend. At one point, he picked up a pumpkin... Someone had apparently been carving and threw the pumpkin and its innards at her. So the way that it's telling me is that they had already gutted the pumpkin. Uh So there was two throws happening here. Fortunately, he missed with the pumpkin, but he did not miss with the innards. And when the cops got there, the report says the woman was, quote, covered in pumpkin seeds and pulp. Nathan was arrested for misdemeanor domestic battery. Oh. She's not his pumpkin, I guess. <laughs> Our next story comes out of Florida. Florida coming in hot and heavy on the True Crime Report today. I think <laughs> for the last decade, really. <laughs> A guy steals $1,000 in items from Walmart by hiding a Kool-Aid packet in his hand at the self-checkout. I saw this headline. I don't understand how that happened. So, a 37-year-old guy named Bradley Young went into a Walmart in North Naples. He took about $1,000 worth of items to a self-checkout, including a scooter and a navigation system and batteries. But he hid a packet of Kool-Aid in his hand. So I'm thinking he's cupping it under his hand. Okay. Uh-huh. So he pretended he was scanning his bigger items, <laughs> oh but he was really scanning the barcode on the Kool-Aid packet over and over. This All made right. everything ring up as 24 cents. Uh-huh. 
So Bradley's total was just under $25. A security guard ended up spotting him and recognized him from when he tried to shoplift some stuff from the store back in August. So the security guard <laughs> called the cops. They check your receipt most of the time, don't they, when you're leaving Walmart? Yeah. yeah. I mean, occasionally they'll flag you through, but if you have stuff like a scooter, a navigation system, and a whole bunch of batteries, they're going to stop you. And then just nothing but Kool-Aid on the receipt? Yeah. <laughs> Hands all red. Congrats, Florida man. All right, we're moving out of Florida. We're moving into uh, New Jersey here. A guy with the last name Crook is busted for stealing things twice in one day. <laughs> 27-year-old guy in uh, Jersey City, New Jersey, named Lawrence Crook. And earlier this month, he lived up to being named Crook. He was arrested when someone spotted him stealing a small dumpster and some bags of stuff from a condo complex. How do you steal a small dumpster? Mm. Only thing I'm thinking of is that if it's by a condo or something, there might be nice stuff around there, but it's not worth it. What are you going to do with it? (laughs) When your last name's Crook, you're already looked at from the moment you're born. (laughs) Who's that? That's Crook. That son of a bitch. <laughs> he, was charged, he was charged with larceny and posted a $300 bond to get out of jail. Then less than an hour later, he was arrested for breaking into the fire department headquarters and going through a fireman stuff. Clearly, the crook thing is... Uh, it's not working out. He no. wanted to be a firefighter. That's what it was. <laughs> this time he was charged with burglary. Next true crime story here. We're moving to Maryland, ladies and gentlemen. A drunk driver crashed into a cop car, but there's something significantly dr- different about this drunk driver. Okay. Take a, just take a random guess. What do you think could possibly be so weird about this drunk driver? He was missing a car. He was missing something. Clothes. Arms and legs. Oh. Oh. Okay. 22-year-old Dayton Weber was driving in Mechanicsville, Maryland this month and crashed his truck around 2 o'clock in the morning. And he plowed into a cop car and then hit a building. Luckily, nobody was hurt. And the fact... But the fact that he had been drinking played a pretty big role. (laughs) But something that also didn't help was the fact that he has no arms or legs. Wow. I guess we're supposed to assume that the truck would have some sort of a device for him to be able to control it. Uh Uh-huh. He's facing charges of drunk driving, negligent driving, reckless driving, and fleeing the scene of an accident. Okay. That's the most, the the strangest part of the story. How did he try to flee How's he fleeing? He's got no arms and legs. Did he just roll away? (laughs) Like Pickle Rick? Oh, we're going back to Florida for our next story here. You notice how they're all on the Eastern Time Zone, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> New Mexico used to make it in. I think, you know what? It, it uh, did, there's, yeah. There's one that I think might be in the Central Time Zone here. Okay. But you're right, Sal. They're all over on the east, Eastern uh, part of the country. We're going back to Florida. Suspect repeatedly tells the cops her name is My Butt Just Farted. <laughs> My bet just farted. Cops in St. Petersburg, Florida, got a call last Wednesday night about a woman who refused to leave, get this, a gas station. Uh-huh. Pun maybe intended. 
<laughs> when they got there to arrest her for trespassing, they asked her for her name. And she said, quote, my name is my butt just farted. Mm-hmm. And no matter how many times they asked her for her name, she kept repeating that her name is my butt just farted. And believe it or not, that's not her actual name. She's a 33-year-old woman named Melinda Lynn Guerrero. Ah, my butt just farted. And one of the ways the cops knew that was her name, (laughs) she has Guerrero tattooed on her back. (laughs) Oh, no. She was charged with trespassing and providing a uh, false name to law enforcement. The cops believe that she may have been under the influence. May have been. Tracking along here, we got a couple more stories before our Florida Man game. A drunk guy breaks into McDonald's looking for McNuggets Uh and is confused why nobody is inside. (laughs) There's a 25-year-old guy in Westlake, Ohio. Earlier this month, he was drunk at uh, 1.30 in the morning, decided he really wanted some McNuggets. So he walked to a McDonald's and broke in to get some. But when he got inside, he was surprised that there was nobody to take his order. (laughs) The police responded to the store's alarm shortly after that and stopped the guy as he was walking out. He's all, hello? Want something done right? Just do it yourself, guys. I just want some (laughs) McNuggets. He was charged with disorderly conduct while intoxicated. And I guess what's even worse, he never actually got his McNuggets. Aww. Final story here before our Florida Man game. Gentleman was caught pleasuring himself in a truck. He claims he was playing the air drums. (laughs) It's an older gentleman, by the way. (laughs) 72-year-old in Baton Rouge named James Cousins recently parked in a lot next to the campus of LSU. Go Tigers! Someone called the cops when they saw him watching female students walk by while pleasuring himself in his truck. Cops ran his plates and saw he'd been arrested for similar incidents dating all the way back to 1981, including several that happened in the same parking lot. When they accused of him fondling himself, he claimed it was a huge misunderstanding And that he was just listening to music and playing the air drums. I do know somebody who got pulled over once for playing the air drums, by the way. Oh. It was a guy I worked with in Florida, and he was was in a band. He played drums, played bass. And he was telling me that he got pulled over. And the cop did it just to warn him. Uh Uh-huh. Because I guess he was swerving a little bit. Oh, okay. Or he wasn't really paying attention to the road. Because he was really, like, getting getting into into it. Oh, yeah. He was feeling it, man. It's like he was playing YYZ or something in his car. <laughs> well, this man, James Cousin, the 72-year-old in Baton Rouge, he also claimed he has a heart condition that prevents him from pleasuring his, himself. No. He's facing obscenity charges, which at this point would uh, probably be the 100th time, maybe, at least, with this guy who did him all the way back to 1981. All right, are you guys ready? Uh, Let's yeah. do it. Florida man, Florida man. Who never fears any bodily harm? Florida man, Florida man. <laughs> Who tries to bite every cop he sees? Florida man, Florida man. Ah, Florida man. Florida man. <laughs> oh, 
I had to cut it off on Joanna because that's what happens every time. And every it's time. the best. And then you kind of played a little bit of it. So I was like, we're doing it. <laughs> Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> All right. So here's how the Florida Man game works. I give you guys a headline about a Florida man. And, and this one, technically it's Florida men in this story. Oh, okay. So I'm going to give you a headline. I'm going to leave... I'm going to... I'll give you, you can give you a heads up on this one. I'm taking two words out. Two words. Not just one okay. word. Two okay. words out of the headline. And you have to try to come up with what's missing. A million dollar blank trafficking ring in Florida has been busted. A mm. million dollar blank and in that blank there is two words okay trafficking ring in florida has been busted let's take some time come up with your answers a million dollar blank a million dollar blank trafficking ring in florida has been busted do we have our answers yet no but it's not going to matter all right, so <laughs> I'm gonna say, hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 right. easy, Sal, okay. easy. We got to know the rules of the game, my friend. Let me back off, my bad. Did my you bad. write them down? Got to write your answer down. Okay. Again, I'm I'm just the backup host for the Buzz Adams Morning Show, so we're only a ten thousand dollar, or uh, instead of ten thousand dollars, it's only a five thousand dollar grand prize today. Joanna, you got your Aww, answer? Yeah. All right. Florida man game a million dollar blank trafficking ring in Florida. Has been busted. Sal, the guest producer for the show this week. (laughs) We will go with you now. I'm going to say a million dollar alligator trade. Oh. Million dollar alligator trade. Okay, Joanna. I was going to go with the obvious, which was a massage parlor. But then I remembered that one caller we had who said they would give him a coupon for the Chinese food place next door. Oh, yeah. So I went with a Chinese buffet. Oh. So Sal is saying a, what was it, an alligator, alligator trade? Alligator trade, yeah. That's a good one. Joanna is saying Chinese buffet, unfortunately. Oh. No winners today for the Florida Man game. A million dollar flying squirrel trafficking <laughs> ring oh, in Florida. Man. Those things are cool, by the way. Has been busted. <laughs> So it's kind of a Florida man game, except I think it was multiple Florida men that got arrested here. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission wrapped up a 19-month investigation into a million-dollar flying squirrel trafficking ring. (laughs) There are seven guys in a rural part of Florida that were trapping flying squirrels, which is illegal, by the way, because they're protected species in the state. Good to know. Hence the reason this is such a big deal. Okay. Then they would sell them to dealers in Florida and Georgia who would find buyers in South Korea and claim the squirrels were legally raised. The buyers would fly to Florida, then drive the squirrels to Chicago before they flew them home. This is a very advanced Uh. flying squirrel trafficking ring they had here. So far, the seven guys have been arrested, and more arrests will apparently be coming. But there you go. That is your Florida Man headline. (laughs) A million-dollar flying squirrel trafficking ring in Florida has been busted. (laughs) 
Florida man, Florida man, gave a flip or gave up. Florida man, Florida man. Man, Florida man, Florida man, Florida man, Florida man, Florida man. I really felt they needed that at that point. Nice. I think I hurt my voice. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Lots of people sharing their "Wow, I'm old" moments. Nicholas earlier shed said, "It was when I started getting called sir by my sister's friends who are five years younger. That'll do it. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll do it. I have one that it didn't." physically hurt but it felt like it like i had just been shot Uh oh well we'll get to that here coming up this hour your wow i'm old moments so keep sharing those in the facebook chat if you'd like to do so find buzz adams morning show over on facebook but right now let's get to some news headlines And with our news headlines this morning, Joanna Barber. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Well, fresh off the heels of President Donald Trump announcing Americans are tired about hearing about COVID-19, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention held a rare press briefing on Wednesday to plead with the public to continue wearing a mask and practice social distancing. Jay Butler, the agency's deputy director for infectious diseases, noticed distress, a distressing trend of rapidly increasing cases and increased rate of hospitalizations in the country, especially with more people moving indoors due to cooling weather and flu season, flu season approaching. The CDC is expanding its definition of a close contact when it comes to coronavirus. A close contact is now described as someone who has who was within six feet of an infected person for at least 15 minutes over 24 hours. In other words, they're talking about you spending two-minute spurts with someone over the course of 24 hours, adding up to 15 minutes. The change will most affect schools, workplaces, and other locations where people gather for extended periods of time. Following those remarks, CDC Director Robert Redfield said it's based on data that one didn't have four months ago. Yeah, I think that... People are tired of hearing about it, but mm-hmm. the only problem is that doesn't mean it goes away. It doesn't mean you need to stop talking about it. Coronavirus isn't over just because you're over it. I know that uh, a bunch of my family and friends in Portland, I've seen them posting on Facebook mm-hmm. about, uh, oh, this is all fear-mongering now. And, and a lot of them are liberals. And it's, it's all fear-mongering, and, and, and we need to be able to get outside, and we need to be able to open up schools. What this is happening is, is, is not good for my child. And I've written a reply On multiple occasions and deleted it. Because all I want to tell them is just look at the numbers in El Paso and you'll see what happens when you don't take the proper precautions. If you're not keeping your distance, if you're not washing your hands, if you're not in, you know, if you're in larger groups than they're recommending, if if you're doing all these things that they're not recommending, take a look at our numbers. They are skyrocketing. And it's and I, I I'm also sick of the well how many deaths is it? It's not just the deaths. There are people who are catching this and it's affecting them months and months and it could be irreparable damage done to their lungs and to their heart. 
So just because you're tired of hearing about it does not mean we stop talking about it and does not mean you stop following the rules. Right. The Senate Judiciary Committee will vote on Amy Coney Barrett's Supreme Court nomination today. However, Democrats have said they'll boycott today in an attempt to make the required number of committee members a quorum fall short. The news of that strategy doesn't face Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. The Republican leader plans a confirmation vote on Monday. Democrats argue that the winner of the election should make the Supreme Court pick. Well, yeah, because they think they're going to win the election. And they want to wait and get one of their people on the Supreme Court, where if it was flipped, the Republicans would be the Republicans would be doing the exact same thing that the Democrats are doing and vice versa. And these are the people leading us. Yay! (laughs) The Justice Department is announcing a settlement with a major a major pharmaceutical company involving oxycodone and the opioid epidemic. Deputy Attorney General Jeffrey Rosen says Purdue Pharma has agreed to plead guilty to three federal criminal charges and will will pay roughly eight billion dollars in fines. Rosen noted that Purdue is in bankruptcy during a news briefing. He said the legal action is part of an ongoing aggressive effort to turn the tide in the opioid epidemic that is ravaging the country. Purdue has been blamed for helping to unleash the epidemic. The opioid epidemic has been blamed for hundreds of thousands of deaths in the U.S. Justice Department in the U.S., Justice Department Prosecutor Jeffrey Clark said big pharmaceutical companies must not put profits over the safety of patients. Right. That, 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 right. Uh-huh. Okay, Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> the first space station team to ever launch during a pandemic is back safely on Earth. NASA reports that astronaut Chris Chris Cassidy, as well as Russian cosmonauts Antony Ish- Ivan Ivanishim and Ivan Wagner touched down outside Kazakhstan about 7.30 p.m. local time. Their mission to the International Space Station began on April 9th, not long after the coronavirus was labeled a pandemic. But they will also be following quarantine rules upon returning to Earth. Can you believe that? Like, you leave Earth and then they're like, well, you're going to have to come back. Just in case. Yeah. And they're all like, yeah, I don't want to go back there. Yeah. There's a virus down there. But you're going to run out of oxygen? I'm cool with it. Oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Pope Francis is making history by supporting civil unions for oh, same-sex yeah. couples. I saw this pop up yesterday. This is uh, a big deal. Yeah, he wants laws to protect them, saying they have a right to be part of a family. The pontiff noted that homosexuals have a right to be part of the family. They are children of God and have a right to a family. Nobody should be thrown out or be made miserable because of it. The remarks came during an interview for Francesco, a new documentary about the Holy Father's life. He's the first pope to make such a statement, breaking significantly with Catholic tradition. Not surprisingly, gay Catholics have been cheering the moves, while conservatives are demanding clarification. You know what would also be a great break from Catholic tradition? What's that? Hiding and uh, abating pedophiles. Oh, yeah. And just like shipping them to different churches, like actually holding them accountable for their actions. That would be Mm -hmm. great. Just throwing that out there. Well, the thing is, while his remarks are the clearest he's made on the subject, they're not altogether surprising. He's made similar remarks prior to his ascension. And finally, President Donald Trump and Democratic challenger Joe Biden will have their last chance to appeal a wide swath of voters tonight in the final debate ahead of Election Day. The high stakes political event would be a make or break moment for the president who has been trailing Biden nationally by double digits in some polls. For Biden, experts say the goal is much easier. Do no harm. 
In addition, the Commission on President De- Presidential Debates will said it will mute each candidate's microphone for yeah! two minutes as their rivals answer questions, a move experts described as unprecedented in general election presidential debates. Yep. But also, this is a very unprecedented uh, presidential election. Uh, very much so, yes. Well, with news, I'm Joanna Barba. Thank you, Joanna. You're and welcome. Uh, we're going to get to these I'm old moments or i was planning on doing it towards the end of this hour but we're getting a lot of them in the facebook chat so feel free to share along with us just go to buzz adams morning show on facebook click on the video and then bring it up uh if you if you enlarge it it'll be over on the right hand side the chat will be some of the earlier ones that we got jd says the wow, I'm old moment was back in January of this year when he realized that 2050 and 1990 are the same distance away. Oh. How's that make you feel? Oh. Not good shoot. at all. That's a bomb drop right there. 2050 and 1990 are the same distance away. Although technically, if you think about it, 2050 is closer now because yeah. we're past half, uh, we're past uh, uh, that point of 2020. Orlando says, uh, I once told some kids to get off my lawn once. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I have one similar to that. It's not the one that I'm going to, that's not the big one that caused me a ton of pain, but I yell at people that speed down my street. Oh my God. <laughs> they drive like maniacs on my street. Yeah. When they, they whiz on by, I'm like, that was not 30 miles per hour. Yeah. They go whipping by and I'm not quiet about it either. And I, <laughs> I'm loud and my wife hates it. She does not like when I... Does she look at you like, can you not? No, she yells at me then. <laughs> and I'm like, good Lord. We're that couple. Everyone's just yelling. We're that couple. And then and then all of a sudden, Brick from forty or from uh, Anchorman shows up. I don't know what we're yelling about. Your kid. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? J- uh, Jacob says, when you hook up with someone and they are the same age or younger than your oldest child. That's a little creepy. Yeah. I... I wouldn't brag about that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for sharing with the class. Well, this goes right into Eric's, who says, My old moment was when I realized I graduated from college and started law school the year my girlfriend was born. That's also weird. A little bit odd. David says, Ask a child how to pretend to answer a phone. <gasps> I've seen this. And they don't do it with the classic pinky and thumb extension. You know what they do? They will look like they're holding a brick. I've got the video right here. So this guy brought this up. If you can put the uh, camera on the big screen here. And so this is exactly what uh, they're talking about. There it is. Pinky and thumb out. Yeah. A flat hand on the side of your face is what's going on there. So that is definitely something. That makes you feel old. That's a prank waiting to happen too. Hey, show me the new phone thing, and then you just force your hand on their hand, and they slap themselves on the side of the head. There was somebody who <laughs> I forgot yeah. to save this one, but there was somebody who had made the comment that they had an old rotary phone. Oh no, I have it right here. Antonio said it. He said my kids thought that a rotary phone was uh, a decoration. It wasn't. It a didn't. It wasn't a work, but. <laughs> Yeah, but he said that it was at his uh, ex-mother-in-law's house, and it still worked. It was still a functioning phone. She still had a landline. 
Dennis says, I started singing Pink Floyd's The Wall. We don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. Uh-huh. My coworker at the jail asked me what song that was from. They're like, wow, did you just write that? It's <laughs> amazing. Oh, that goes into... Oh, shoot. Where did it go? Yeah, so Stephanie, she said the wow I'm old moment was when I had a patient named Jeremiah. So every time he would come in, I would sing, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. (laughs) One of the girls I worked with said that it's so cute that I made up the song for him. You're what? Yeah, a lot of this has to do with... That has to be a shot. Music. Bryce says, I was driving through some town and had a radio station on that called Alice in Chains Classic Rock. That's been happening for a while now, at least a decade, where the kind of the, the early 90s grunge movement, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Nirvana, um, Pearl Jam, I think STP has even thrown them in there as well, and you hear them on classic rock stations. Oh, that sounds awful. Augustine says, when I brought uh, my Jeep and my, uh, when I brought my Jeep, my kids asked me how to connect their phone to the Bluetooth. Uh-huh. I told them it only used cassette, and they asked me what that was, so I pulled out a cassette and played my mixtape. Yeah! Nice. Recording Playing the, the mixtape. That's where it's at, dude. Sweet. I remember that was like my dad's Jeep. He had one when I was in high school back in 1996, 94, 95, 96, I think is when we had it, and it was a cassette. And he had, look, I'm bringing this all full circle. He had... Um, mixtapes? Pink Floyd's The Wall oh. on cassette. He had bought it on CD, and then he had dubbed it onto his onto a cassette so he could listen to it in his Jeep. Because one of the reasons he refused to get a CD player in the Jeep was because it would it was so jumpy that oh, okay. it would, the CDs would skip a lot. So he didn't want that. So he ended up going with the uh, um, he ended up going with the cassette tape there in the old uh, Jeep Aruni. <laughs> Keep them coming, man. This is great. What was your wow, I'm old moment? I still have to share mine. And it caused excruciating pain. Mm-hmm. Joanna says she has one. You said it did cause you pain, right? Yeah. Okay. Right in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We got a lot of old people listening to the show today. Because we have a lot of people sharing their holy Moses, I'm old moments. A lot of it having to do with Songs. Kenya said, when the radio starts playing songs that you like, <laughs> and they call it Oldies Hour. Oh, no. Biani says her, uh, wow, I'm getting old moment was when she was watching A Night at the Roxbury, and her nephew asked, what the heck is that? Mm. Pointing to the beeper on the screen. <laughs> oh, beepers. I somehow never had a beeper. You know what's so funny? Probably because I didn't have friends. But my cousin Eric, this is a true story. I want to say probably like 08 or so. Uh, he had a beeper, right? And uh, even then, my little cousin, his son, rather, uh, his son was like, what the heck is that, Dad? Because uh, they were going to go to the store, so I was at home hanging out with uh, Zion. That's my little cousin's name. So um, my cousin Eric, his dad, he says, I'll be back. If, if you guys need anything, just hit me on my beeper. And we're all okay. As soon as the door closes, hey, Sal, what the heck's a beep? Ah, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, Chewy in the Facebook chat says, my old moment was when I was fixing something with my niece and she hit it and I told her, 
Way to go, Fonzie. My niece asked who or what Fonzie was. Remember how he would fix the jukebox on Happy oh, Days? yeah. And that was even before my time. I knew what it was, but that rolls right into, I can't remember if I saved this one or not, but somebody said, oh, Joe said this was when he saw Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was on Nick at Night. Oh, that hurts, yeah. And that's how Joanna knows a lot of her classic shows, right? Yeah, that's how I know Gilligan's Island, I Love Lucy, all that. Nice. Was that where you used to watch Golden Girls as well? Yeah. Okay. No, Golden Girls was on Lifetime. Oh. Yeah, Nick at Night Now, that's all the stuff I grew up with. Angie says, when you realize that your pop idols that you grew up with, they're turning 70 and Uh. passing (laughs) away. Rosales says, about 15 years ago, I fell off the back of my work truck, and three weeks later, I was still hobbling around from the pain. (laughs) That sounds about right, man. Oh, no. (laughs) That sounds about right. Luis says, I wore a mask with Wu-Tang on it, and my younger co-workers didn't know what it was. All the old people high-fived me. I still believe that I see... Kids with Wu Tang shirts because I think they still sell them at Target. Hot Topic or yeah. something. I've seen them at Target. At Target as well. And the interesting thing is, I always thought Wu Tang was for the children. <laughs> They're just nothing to f with. Is forever. Wu Tang was my jam back in the day. <laughs> Favorite Wu Tang song. <sighs> my brain keeps going to cream. Okay. But that seems way too obvious. Because that was that was kind of their big it's one of the biggest their ones, big yeah. single, yeah. The mystery of chess boxing? I don't know. Okay. I'll go protect your neck. Oh, um no, mine would actually be uh, some of the later stuff. It would be um Gravel Pit. That was one that came out I think in the uh late nineties, early two thousands. Love that song. I'm gonna need both of you to do like a rap thing one day. Okay. Because Sal can do it. And then, oh, that's right. And Brandon can rap, too. It's great. And once uh, rapped uh, Humpty Dance for Shock G himself. Nice. You <laughs> rap it, I'll dance it. You'll dance it? Yeah. First what? I limp to the side like my legs is broken. Shaking and twitching, got it like I was smoking. Crazy whack funky. People say you look like MC Ammo on crack, Humpty. That's all right, because my body's in motion. It's supposed to look like a Federer convulsion. Anyone can play this game. This is my dance, y'all. Humpty Hump's my name. Hey, there we go. Was Sal dancing? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I, tried to I was get shaking it. On the it. I was shaking it. I was shaking my Wu Tang. <laughs> uh, James says that he's so old that he used to play video games on Channel 3. Oh. Oh, man. Or when used you to wanted, watch movies on Channel 3. Or when you, had to, when you wanted to record something on VHS and you had for some you're like, but it's on Fox. Fox is Channel 14. Why do I need to have the VCR on Channel 3? <laughs> Never made any sense Good whatsoever. Times. Luis also says that every time a new song on the radio takes a beat from an old song, he says that he will then play the original for his kids, and they just respond with, okay, Boomer. <laughs> Erica says, I tried twerking at my bachelorette party, ended up seriously hurting my back. And Jason says a wow moment would have been when I explained to the kids what burning a mu- what burning music to a CD involved. They thought it was actually burning a CD with a lighter. 
Oh no. <laughs> I had a I don't know if this was an, an an old moment, but it was when I realized all of my technology was out of date. This would have been 2003. I was still in college and I had my resume that I needed to print out, so I went to a friend's work and I had it on a floppy disk. The three and a half inch floppy. Yeah. They didn't have a single computer that could you could use that on. He's like, What do you want me to do with that? I was like, I don't know. Print it out. We weren't able to print it out. But that's not the big one. So for me, my oh wow, I'm old moment came the day after my thirty fourth birthday. Okay. I got kidney stones. Uh oh. They are incredibly painful. I hear they are, yeah. Uh, I didn't have any money, um, and I don't believe I had health insurance, so I toughed it out and just sat in the basement at my mom's place in excruciating pain for about 36 to 48 hours. (gasps) And then when it finally uh, leaves your body, Uh pain, 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 pain. That was my, oh, wow, I'm old moment. Joanna, what was yours? So, earlier this year, when we were all still allowed to hang out with people, I went to my aunt's house because she was making food. And my cousin's about 17, 18 years old at the time. Mm -hmm. And then my aunt's like, oh, play some of my oldies. She has, like, you know, those old school CD uh, holders. Yeah. Oh, like the case? Yeah, 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 you flip through those. she flips through, and then she tells my cousin, play that one. So my cousin takes out the CD, puts it in, whatever, and then my aunt goes, now play this other one, and my cousin grabs the CD and then puts it with, like, the, like, face down. Oh, like the wrong way? The wrong way. Uh Uh-oh. And then my aunt sees it, and she's like, what are you doing? Why are you putting the CD like that? And my cousin was like, what? And she goes, you never put a CD down like that. And she's like, well, I didn't know that. I've never used a CD. <laughs> and Oof. I'm sitting in the corner and I'm like, I've just been shot. <laughs> oh. I had a, um, uh, I, I still remember when Napster first became a thing and people were able to download MP3s. Mm-hmm. But having a CD burner wasn't a normal thing. So... I remember my friend showing me, hey, look, I'm getting all this music. This is great. And then I was like, so how are we going to get it in your car? We couldn't because there was no CD burner. And it's not like you could take a thumb drive and put a bunch of music on there. Because even if you had a thumb drive back then, it was like 500 megs. It was tiny. You were holding Word documents on that thing. You weren't putting audio on there. You weren't putting pictures on there. It was was just a vastly different time back then. (laughs) Um, Antonio says, you know, you're old when you use, used to jump from your roof of your house and now you think twice about jumping off the last step of your stairs. (laughs) (laughs) My kid was doing that over the weekend. I hear her. She's running up and down the stairs. And every time she gets to the bottom, I hear the, of her landing on the ground. So I I called her into the room. I go, what are you doing? Well, I'm playing. She's all being a child. And I go, how many steps are you are you jumping? <laughs> well, I don't know. That's too many. If you don't know how many you're <laughs> jumping, 
that's too many. Because there's a wall that's, you know, right below the bottom of the stairs. If she trips and falls, she's going straight into that thing. She's going to break her neck. She's going to break an ankle. She's, something's going to happen to her. And that's all that's rattling around in my brain. So I told her, like, just slow it down. Okay? If you need to run, go outside. You asked her what she was God, doing. God, that's an old moment. There's no running inside. <laughs> what, what if she would have said, I'm playing like they did in the 90s. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, it would have been the 80s. How old I am. Um, Eric says 34 is young, way too young to have kidney stones. Well, you can call it too young. It happened. It was not a pleasurable experience, I'll tell you that. And the funny thing is, my mom was upstairs pretty much the whole time um, for that whole day. <laughs> and she finally came down the second day because she hadn't seen me at all. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she came downstairs and she was like, what's what's going on? Are you okay? And I, I just Were responded just like, with... I'm dying. I'm like, oh, I'm okay. <laughs> I think I have kidney stones. Because I, 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 I had to look it up. Because right. I just had this excruciating pain in my back. And that's what it is. It's, this, it's, a, it's lower back. And it starts there. And then obviously it starts to work its way through. And then you end up passing this stupid, uh, stupid thing. <laughs> and so then I told her. And she asked me, is there anything I can do? I said, no. You just got just to gotta tough it out here, ma. It'll pass. We'll be fine, Mom. We'll be fine. I promise. Old Brandon here is going to take care of these kidney stones (laughs) all by his lonesome self. So there I am, like an old lady. You don't put the CD like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We're going to get to some Christmas stories, holiday stories. What percent of people have already finished their holiday shopping? There's a new cereal coming out. And hiding gifts as well. But first, I want to get to this other story that says a woman brings 23 relatives on a blind date to test the guy's generosity. How do you think that ended? I saw this headline. First of all, it sounds like an awful idea. I don't think it ended well. says here, two people in their 20s in China recently got fixed up on a blind date. And the guy offered to pay for dinner. I'm assuming that that was probably beforehand. Okay, yeah. So the woman showed up to the restaurant with 23 of her family members. (laughs) She says she wanted to test her date's generosity and see if he would pay for everyone. 23 23. (gasps) Lord. I don't think... Even if I was living in Portland, I don't think I could ra- rally up 23 family members. For one dinner? No. Yeah. Do you know how long it takes to get them all on the same schedule? Right? Well, she says that she wanted to test her date's generosity and see if that he would pay for everyone. The answer is no. Ooh. The bill came out to about $3,000. <gasps> the guy excused himself, then dined and dashed... Right out of there. The woman was stuck paying for the entire bill. They have been in touch since then, and the guy has has agreed to pay for his share, but the woman and her family are still on the hook for the rest. They have confirmed there's not going to be a second date. (laughs) The least shocking part of that entire story. Okay. Oh, that's right. Holiday season right around the corner. We haven't even hit Halloween yet. 
Have either of you started your holiday shopping yet? No. I have. A little bit. Mostly online, though. Is that because you stumbled into something and bought it, or were you planning on, I'm going to do some holiday shopping now? Well, I got about three gifts, and the first two I had initially planned, but then the third one, it was super convenient. I took advantage of the opportunity. (laughs) Well, I could see that. I mean, there's times where maybe a deal pops up, especially with Amazon Prime Days uh, happening just last week. I could easily see, oh, it's easier to um, uh, go ahead and take advantage of a deal. Yeah, it's one of those, I'm I'm already doing this, I'm already here kind of things. Well, apparently 25% of people have already finished their holiday shopping, not just started. Wow. Finished. According to a new survey, 25% of people say they are done and men are almost six times more likely than women to say they're done. Now, is that because the man's like, yeah, I got, I got a present for my wife, and that's it, and then the woman has to buy for the kids and the husband and the family members. Yeah, so he's all, I took care of my part. Yeah, he's like, I got, I got the one person done. 48% of people, though, Joanna, they're like you and me, have not started at all. Well, what? Me covered in spider web for yeah. Halloween decorations. I mean, come on. <laughs> what? Let's, let's, let's wait a little bit here. Like, I can't wait for Halloween, but also, my heart is already set on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Have we forgotten Thanksgiving? That's true. When do you generally do your holiday shopping? After Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> do you take advantage of Black Friday at all? Sometimes, depending on what's on sale. It's usually TVs that are on sale. Yeah, that's some of the bigger deals. Remember Bushwana Makita, that guy? It's the Why clip. Do I know that it's the clip from one of the Black Friday deals, and I, I'll see if I can find it. But it's the one where he's actually saying, "Push oh, one of my kids, right, right, I will right. stab you." Uh-huh. But I thought he was saying "Bush one Makita," <laughs> like that was his name because I couldn't understand what the guy was saying. It's a scary name. I've decided that I'm going to name a a future child and or dog Bush one Makita, <laughs> Bush for short. Next holiday story here. There is a new Elf on the Shelf cereal coming to stores. No. My kids' Elf's name is Rosie. They have Stops names? by every holiday season. Do so, they have names or? I think she named you the can Elf. Give it a name. I wasn't around when the Elf first started showing up, so... We don't have that. We have a baby Jesus in the china cabinet. So, <laughs> so there's that. We misbehave, so nothing happens. <laughs> That's awesome. We have a baby Jesus in the china cabinet. So it, it's there all year round, not just Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, Kellogg's released an Elf on the Shelf cereal, and apparently people liked the idea. So because the, uh, the cereal was popular enough that they're bringing it back, and they're even adding a second flavor. Ooh. Now, the original was... Sugar cookie flavored with marshmallows. <laughs> okay. How can people give their kids these cereals? I don't get it. It's all sugar. Mm-hmm. The new mm-hmm. flavor is candy cane cookie flavored with marshmallows. That sounds, that sounds not good at all. <laughs> Cavity in a box. Oh, yeah. The Coming new, this December. The new version <laughs> is going to be on sale. Uh, no, it's on sale now, actually, apparently. Oh, wow. Exclusively at Walmart. The original flavor 
should be available everywhere. So if you want the candy cane cookie flavored one, you got to go to Walmart. Everywhere else, you can get the sugar cookie flavored cereal. And this other story here when we're talking holidays kind of reminds me of <laughs> National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Have you ever hidden a gift so well that you forgot where you put it? Not me, but my sister forgot where she hid my gift. Oh, really? And then about six months later, I'm looking in the closet and I'm all, what's this? And she's like, oh, and you found your it? Gift. <laughs> I was going to give it to you on Christmas, but yeah. I couldn't wait. So I'm giving it to you. Where wow. She's all like, it's a, it's a French press. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. Well, if you're watching uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, there's a scene where Clark, he's up in the attic and he's going to hide the <laughs> gifts. And he reaches his hand in and he pulls out a gift. Now, remember, the movie came out in 1989. He pulls a gift out. It's covered in dust. And it's maybe three inches by three inches. It's a you know it's a small box. Mm-hmm. He dusts off the top. He flips open the uh, the tag, and it says "Happy Mother's Day, 1985" <laughs> on it. And this reminds me that there's a, there's gifts for my kid that you forgot where that, you them. No, I know where they are. I forgot that they were there on, for her birthday. So now they're just going to become <laughs> Christmas gifts. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! Well, it says here, 55% of moms say that they've hidden a present so well they forgot where they put it. Most common hiding place, Joanna? Closet. A closet. (laughs) May happen even more often this year. 48% of people say that they've got to up their present hiding game because everybody's home all the time. So people, people are thinking that they need to find new places to hide gifts. And it even popped up, I think it was last week, in the closet. My wife was sitting there and she looks up and she goes, what's What's that bag? Uh-huh. I was like, "That's oh, that's the kid's gift. <laughs> it's, the <laughs> one we, it's, oh. it's the one we forgot to give her. We're going to make it a Christmas present. <laughs> so, 55% of moms say they've hidden a present so well they forgot where they put it. You know where that's even worse is if you, when I was growing up for Easter, we would hide hard-boiled eggs. Okay. The day the day before, usually, we would color the eggs, and then on Sunday morning, we would go find the Easter eggs. And you got to make sure you find all 12 eggs, man, because otherwise you're going to get a funky smell about 4th of July oh. or even a couple of months before that. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We have some more Wow, I'm Old moments that we're going to get to. A lot of really good ones shared today. We'll get to that before we wrap up this hour of the morning show. (laughs) But it's time we get to some entertainment news with Joanna Barba. What do we have uh, going on in the entertainment front? Well, Jared Leto's Joker may be getting some justice in director Zack Snyder's new cut of Justice League. Snyder had to leave the film due to the death of his daughter, and he was replaced by Joss Whedon. But now he's shooting new footage in order to remake the movie into what he originally intended it to be. It'll air on HBO Max. 
Anyway, Leto wasn't even in the original version of Justice League, but he's been called in to play the Joker in some new scenes. It's unclear whether he was always meant to appear in Justice League before Snyder left filming or if he's a new addition given the four-hour length of the upcoming, what they're calling the Snyder Cut of Justice League. It's going to premiere on HBO Max in 2021. When did you ever think that somebody would be redoing uh, Joss? I mean, I, I get that Joss Whedon came on after the fact, but mm-hmm. somebody would be redoing his work because it was subpar or people weren't as big of a fan and they're not going to go with uh, Snyder's cut. I don't know. I didn't. I, I, it's weird. DC really doesn't make good movies. It's like DC really is like doesn't want to make good movies. Right? They constantly keep sabotaging themselves. I kept hearing that... Uh, Aquaman was a decent movie. Aquaman was terrible. It was all right. Jason Momoa was great, but the the movie was... It was... Yeah, it's like they're sabotaging themselves. Mm -hmm. And the one good thing that they had, they canceled after one episode. I forgot what... The Swamp Monster? Oh, yeah. Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. They ended up canceling because it was getting too expensive. And it had... But everyone Massive reviews and... That first episode, everyone was so excited about it, and DC was like, yeah, let's not do that. Why wouldn't they just... You know what they need to do is just bring Christopher Nolan in. Because yeah, bring that him tra- back. Because <laughs> technically, that's part of the DC you know, movie franchises, yeah. so bring him in. But I don't know. Well, just not that that's going to be a four-hour length of Justice League. Uh, We'll have to see on HBO Max next year how it goes. Yeah, pass. (laughs) Oh, Quibi, we hardly knew ye. Is it already gone? Streaming service Quibi is shutting down after just six months in production. It was created to be the next generation of storytelling with chapters no longer than 10 minutes. They need to put like an asterisk next to 10 minutes because that is a lie. Uh, Shorter or longer? Okay, so when I, I have Quibi, and uh-huh. I, I completely forgot I had it, but then I started watching this show, and it the, the episodes are 10 minutes, but it's basically an entire one or 30-minute episode mm-hmm. cut into 10-minute increments. Oh. So well, I, that, I thought the so, whole thing would be wrapped up in 10 minutes. No, if you want to watch part two, you're going to have to watch another 10 minutes. In the end, I end up watching still 30 minutes of a show. That kind of defeats the point. The whole point was you're getting a self-contained story in those 10 minutes. That's what I thought. And now I'm very upset because I got into this one show on Quibi and now it's going away. Uh, The company reported very low viewership and download numbers. So founder and chairman Jeffrey Katzenberg says the world has changed dramatically since Quibi launched and its business model is no longer viable. It wasn't viable when you started it, man. It changed in the sense that streaming services were going up. Yeah. Yours should have gone up. Yeah, if anything, it should have been doing better. (laughs) Exactly. Well, now I'll never get to know what happens on 50 States of Fright. 50 States of Fright? Which one? What was that? It is... 50 states, all 50 states in the United States. Okay. And there's a store, a scary story from each state. Ooh. I hadn't gone to Texas. They haven't done the Texas one yet, or they haven't released it. How many How many have they done? I don't know, but... 50 what, states of fright, huh? The last one that I saw was Colorado, and they did the uh, the Stanley Hotel. Okay. 
and it was really good. So then I started watching it from the beginning, and the the episodes were great. And then it, I never got to Texas. It looks like, yeah, I see what you're saying here. It's basically Iowa, part one, part two, and part three. Exactly. So you're ultimately watching a 30-minute episode anyway. Exactly. Oy. So nice job, Quibi. Yeah, they got through Michigan, Kansas, Oregon, Minnesota, Florida, Iowa, Washington, Colorado, Missouri. That's it. We'll never see Texas. Maybe mm. somebody will buy it. I don't know. I could see it being rejuvenated on a Netflix yeah. or something like that. And to just make it one episode. <laughs> right. And finally, Rudy Giuliani had some explaining to do after news broke that he may have been caught in a compromising position in the upcoming Borat <laughs> sequel. Rudy agreed to be interviewed in a hotel room by what he thought was a conservative news outlet, but the interviewer was actually the actress portraying Borat's daughter in the film. After the interview, she suggests that they go back into the bedroom for a drink. She removes Rudy's microphone, after which Rudy lays back on the bed and puts his hand down his pants. At that point, Borat bursts into the room in lingerie and yells, She's 15! She's too old for you! <laughs> You might recall that the scene was filmed back in July because after it happened, Rudy called the cops and said, quote, this person comes in yelling and screaming and I thought this must be a scam or a shakedown. So I reported it to the police. He then ran away. Giuliani is already in damage control mode. In a radio interview, he said that he was not reaching into his page, into his pants to uncage the beast. He was simply tucking his shirt back in because it came out when the microphone was taken off. He added, quote, I had my jacket on. I was fully clothed all the time. He also tweeted, quote, at no time before, during or after the interview was I ever inappropriate. If Sasha Baron Cohen implies otherwise, he is a stone cold liar. Oh, my. The movie hits Amazon tomorrow, so we'll be able to judge for ourselves what really happened. I am looking forward to that. Uh, Roberto in the Facebook chat, he's mm -hmm. saying, Joanna, that since you are such a big fan of horror, there's a streaming service you should be subscribing to, but I believe you already do. Is it Shudder? It is. I do have Shudder. She does have Shudder. <laughs> I so. even got uh, Emily to download Turned it. on to that, huh? <laughs> yeah. With entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. Wrap up this hour of the morning show here real quick. We have some more Wow, I'm Old moments. These, <laughs> so this started on Reddit, and we had a whole bunch shared with us. In our Facebook chat, I thank you to everybody who was getting involved in the Facebook chat with that. Here are the ones that actually came from Reddit. When I fell down at work and no one laughed, instead three people came running over to make sure I was okay. <laughs> That's a wow, I'm old moment. I fell down my stairs last weekend. Oh, no. Ooh. Thankfully, my wife's a physical therapist, so she was able to... I, I was. It was on Sunday. I was anticipating Monday morning. I was going to wake up sore, joints, muscles, everything. Nope. Knocked it out of the park, man. She's a damn good physical therapist, I'll tell you that. Another one here. I found myself grunting and groaning to bend over to tie my shoes. <laughs> this is why I wear slip-on shoes, so I don't have to go through that. Ah, oh, genius. Or you notice that when you when you get up, if you're sitting in a recliner and then you... 
when you get up, one of those. There's yeah. always the. Ugh. You have to like prepare yourself. And, yeah, like, you'll just rock back and forth yeah. a couple of times to get a little momentum going. Yeah. You, you know you're getting old when you have to think about getting up in the first place. Yeah. It doesn't just happen on the spur of the moment like it used to. To plan it in like 15 seconds in advance. <laughs> Another one here says, When I went to a music festival and slept in a tent after five years of not doing so, I needed to get home and take a real shower. That sounds odd. Here's another one. Wow, I'm old moment. When my son could outrun me. I know that that's eventually coming with my daughter. I went for a run with her about a week ago. My longer legs are, are still able to get me out in front, but that's eventually going to start stop happening because she's crazy athletic. Ugh, kids have so much energy. Oh, God. You're telling me, especially during quarantine? Jeez. <laughs> All right, a few more here. Instead of growing facial hair to look older, I shave it to look younger. Oh, I had a the friend, baby face. Yeah, I had a friend who did this. He's a dentist, and he opened up his own um, his own practice. And when we were younger, he had a beard because he felt that made him look older. And then it got to the point where he shaved the beard because he didn't need to do that anymore. He was he kind of naturally has some gray in his hair anyway. So, he's a true testament to that. Nice. Another one I had to explain to someone how we used to organize meeting up before cell phones. It was like explaining how to split an atom. <laughs> That's a good, good reasoning after that. And our final one here. When I spotted a gray hair down there. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Steve Kaplowitz joins us right now. Maybe talk a little sports, but I also gave him a heads up on the uh, topic that's kind of taken over the show in regards to... What was your, oh, wow, I'm old moment? And Steve says he's got a good one. Do you, Steve? Well, not a good one, but I would say I definitely have something that... An entertaining one? ...when I was old. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm getting a little bit of an echo here, guys. So, Sal, if you could fix that for me, that'd be great. Because I didn't have that earlier in the week. Sal, do you have the Facebook live stream open on your computer? That's what it is. Okay. Let's see if this gets fixed. Not yet. I'll tell you when it does. Okay. But I'll just go with it because, you know, been doing this over the years. You kind of know what a slight echo will do to you, make you feel a little crazy in the head, but you'll still get by it. I would say for me, 34, because that's when I experienced carpal tunnel syndrome in both hands. In both hands? Both hands. And I ended up having surgery on both. And I kind of thought to myself, I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm getting old because you shouldn't really have to deal with carpal tunnel in both hands in your mid-30s. And that's when I had decided that things were starting to change for me physically. Interesting that yours was at 34 because mine was at 34 as well, except mine was I had kidney stones the day after my 34th birthday. Oh. And just pretty much kind of kind of toughed it out. Here, let me give you some other examples, Cappy, of uh, some of the other things that people had said. Uh, staying along the lines of kind of getting injured while you're uh, realizing that you're old. Erica says, I tried twerking at my bachelorette party, ended up seriously hurting my back. 
Louise says every time a new song comes on the radio and it takes a beat from an older song, he then plays the original for his kids and they just respond with, okay, Boomer. (laughs) Joe says that his wow moment was when he saw that the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was on Nick at Night. Oh, my God. Um, These are all coming from our Facebook chat, by the way. If anybody wants to get involved, head on over to the Buzz Adams Morning Show Facebook page. Hop in the chat. Hey, I don't know about you. Yes. But my eight-year-old is big on, like, 70s and 80s shows. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. he is all over watching Scooby-Doo, the original ones from the 70s. And then he loves also, you know, 80s programming. He liked the original DuckTales. Loves watching the old uh, WWE matches from the mid-80s. Okay. And, I mean, he's the kind of kid that if you stuck him in those decades, he'd be he'd get right along, happy huh? because he loves it. Yeah. yeah, that's one thing I've been trying to introduce to my daughter, especially with Disney+. Plus. I showed her, I don't think we did DuckTales. We did Chippendale Rescue Rangers. We did Tailspin, but I think DuckTales might be next, because you know they did an updated version of DuckTales. Mm-hmm. Like, they have newer episodes of it. So I've been trying to to show her some of these more, cla- I'm mean, calling them classic, it's the stuff that was around when, when I was growing up, but the Disney stuff that was on Disney Channel back when we were kids. Let's put it this way. He watched the new DuckTales and the old DuckTales, and he liked... The old DuckTales better. Oh, wow. So, I'm not sure if my kid was yeah. completely sold on the uh, either Chippendale Rescue Rangers or Tailspin. Oh, and I also tried X-Men. You know that theme song. Everybody knows that theme song. You know what? I introduced to him last night for the first time. What's that? Night Rider. Now, this I'm interested to see, because when I was a kid, and I'm starting, you know, 82, I was almost 10, I thought Knight Rider was the greatest show on TV at the time. And understand this, before that, it was the Dukes of Hazzard, the Incredible Hulk. Those were some of the TV shows that I loved. Mm -hmm. But Knight Rider was just ahead of, you know, its time because of the talking car, the jumps, super mode, turbo boost. The light in the front. Yesterday, and I was interested to see how he would react to it. Mm-hmm. And and I went right to some of the best episodes. You know, when Kit fought Carr, and it was the, the evil Carr against the good, you know, against Kit. So, uh, and he's gravitating towards it a little bit, but mm-hmm. I don't know. See, not everything that we loved when we were kids, our kids really enjoy. Yeah, it's kind of hit or miss. There's been some stuff that my kid has completely gravitated, gravitated to, and there's other things that she has not. Trying to remember some like of the what? other stuff. I mean, I, again, I, I don't think she was really into X-Men. I can't really tell. I think that was more or less, okay, I'm just going to sit here and, you know, Dad's going to let me watch TV, but it's got to be what he wants to watch. Mm-hmm. Can't really think oh, of anything you know else. I have, by the way, yeah. on DVD, this is kind of cool. The original Spider-Man cartoons from 1967. 
this was something that used to be on syndication when I was a kid here, one of the L.A. channels. It was either KTLA or KTTV because those were the two California channels we would get on cable. Mm-hmm. This is before satellite, Brandon. This is back in the 80s. They would show these old cartoons, these Spider-Man cartoons daily, like around 4 or 5 o'clock. So I'd get home from school, and after my uh, homework, I'd put on television and get a chance to watch the old Spider-Mans. So I found them years ago on DVD. And he liked watching those, too, because it's just completely outdated. It's campy. It's the original cartoons. And yet, you know, it resonated with him. So there's something to be said about when the kids of today get into some of the stuff that you really were enjoying when you were a kid or younger, because it makes you feel it makes you feel good. That's one of the reasons I started watching Gravity Falls with my kid was because if I'm going to be stuck watching TV it had better be something that at least entertains me as well. And Gravity Falls is a great show. I was able to, I, I was able to watch it. It was, it's funny, and it's one of those shows that's it's brilliantly written that a kid is going to be entertained by it. But the adults, it's like SpongeBob. SpongeBob, there's no age limit for it, right? Like it, you can be an adult watching SpongeBob, and it's still going to be entertaining. So I had Googled. What are some entertaining shows, uh, kids' shows for adults? And Gravity Falls was one of those ones that popped up. There's only two seasons. We wrapped it up a couple of weeks ago, and now I'm sad. I want more Gravity Falls. I've never seen Gravity Falls. I what highly recommend it. It's a uh, Check it out on Disney+. Plus. Okay. It's definitely worth checking out. And it's right in the age group where our kids are at um, is what it's, what's, what it's designed for. So if you can get your kid to uh, maybe watch a couple of episodes of Gravity Falls, it's one of those ones that you can plunk down with them and you're going to be able to uh, be entertained as well. Uh, let's move on to some sports topics here. And we have uh, LSU. They're now in trouble with the NCAA because of Odell Beckham Jr. They're having scholarships banned. Um, Their football program was charged with a level three violation involving Beckham because he gave, remember he gave out the cash during the national title game on the field in front of cameras. I know. And it wasn't just cash. It was two grand. I mean, he was, you know, dishing out some good, good, good money there. Well, let's uh, come back to bite them here. They're losing scholarships, and things have really imploded for LSU ever since they won the national championship. They're, I think they're sitting at 1-2 and two on the season. They're not even in the top 25 anymore. So, kind of going a roundabout way here, I believe this coming up weekend, we're going to get the Big Ten games in as well. Do you see a Big Ten team and a Big 12 team, either or, getting into a college football playoff starting this late in the season? Well, with the Big 10, it's possible because, you know, there are some good teams. You've got Wisconsin, uh, who's ranked 14th early on, Ohio State's 5th. I mean, those are the teams that absolutely could find themselves uh, in potentially a playoff game. Penn State is 8 to uh, kick things off. And then you've got Michigan 18, Minnesota 21. It's like the whole Big Ten is in the uh, top 25. Yeah, because nobody's had a chance to lose yet. Yeah, but as far as the uh, Big 12, the only team I could see is Iowa State. And, I mean, it just seems and sounds weird, but Iowa State's already lost a game. So the truth is... I mean, Oklahoma no, 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 State no, no. Big Ten or Big Ten or Pac-12. 
Oh, you said. Oh, I thought you said Big Twelve. Big Ten or Pac Twelve? The, the two conferences that haven't no. started. Although we can, let's we, let's let's curl back around to the the Big Twelve here in just a minute. But the first one is Big Ten or Pac Twelve because these are the two conferences that haven't been able to play a game yet. You're going to get the Big Ten coming up this weekend. I think their best shot probably going to be Ohio State sitting at number five right now. Mm-hmm. But eventually, this always kind of plays its way out. I know that we've had an. Um, national championship and playoff games of SEC versus SEC, but it usually works its way out to where the SEC schools have to play each other, but that's not always the case. And you have Ohio State, their first game, which is coming up this weekend, they take on Nebraska. They should win that one fairly easily, but then their second game coming up on Halloween, they're playing Penn State. So do you see that winner of that game possibly vaulting all the way up to a top-four spot? I mean, right now, Ohio State is five. So if Ohio State wins their first two games and beats Nebraska, which they should, they're 26-point favorites, and then they beat Penn State, sure, I could see them easily in the top four. Better for the Big Ten than the Pac-12. I don't really think there's any Pac-12 team right now that you can look at and say they're clearly a top-four team. Yeah, I think the only one that people are giving a shot right now is Oregon, and that's just based more on the fact they won the Rose Bowl last year. They ended up in the top four at the end of the season last year. But their schedule, there's not even... I think there's only two teams out of the Pac-12 that are even ranked at this point, and that's Oregon and USC. And with such a short season, I don't know if it's going to be enough to to show anybody that they're they're good enough to be a top four to get into a playoff. My biggest problem with Oregon right now is that they lost their quarterback. Yep. Right? Justin Herbert is gone, so they're going to have a brand-new quarterback, and that's difficult to ask them to suddenly go undefeated and run the table and get themselves into a top-four spot. So I don't really think you know the Pac-12 is going to have as good a chance to make the college football playoff as the Big Ten. Yeah, and the problem with Oregon is this has happened. Being a Duck fan, I've seen this far too often, is that you see the team, they generally have a stud starting quarterback, and then whoever the backup, whoever the guy coming in, he's always touted as, this guy's going to be amazing, and he never really is. That's what happened. Um, I remember when Dennis Dixon, he was the quarterback, and they were one win. They, they, They lost a game when he blew his knee out, but they, if he, that had not happened, they probably would have been in the national championship game that year. But for some reason, whoever their backup quarterback is, they become completely and utterly inept the second they get out there on the field. And that could be Oregon's biggest downside is the fact that you lost Justin Herbert, who, by the way, looks awesome. And he's proving me wrong. I was telling people I didn't think he was going to be that good in the NFL because watching him with the Ducks, that guy missed some of the easiest throws I've ever seen. There was one of the games that they lost last year. They had a Hail Mary at the end. I think it was Arizona State. They had a Hail Mary at the end of the game to possibly win it, and he hurled it out of the back of the end zone. He couldn't even get it in the end zone. He threw it so far, it I, I believe it went past the uprights and almost hit the backstop behind the end zone. That's how far he threw it. So he didn't even give his, chan- his team a chance to win that. And then there were times where he would take the snap and uh, shotgun formation. He would go to throw it on a bubble screen to the wide receiver. He missed the wide receiver. There was nobody standing next to him. 
And he was still missing those throws. But for apparently the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, and I almost said San Diego right there, by the way. I was thinking about that the whole time. So I think you're right. I think that um, right now, Pac-12, it's a long shot to get into a playoff spot. Obviously, if they win out, you're looking at Clemson and Alabama. They're probably going to be your your big contenders. And it, Alabama doesn't really have anybody coming up big on their schedule. They play no more ranked teams whatsoever. So Alabama should... It, are we going to end up with Clemson-Alabama again, do you think, for this national title I mean, game? I could see that. It's possible. They've already had a chance to handle Georgia, and they handled Georgia relatively easily. They said the same thing with Texas A&M. So you're right. Unless they somehow slip up and get upset, that's probably what we're going to be looking at. Notre Dame's somehow going to squeak their way in there. No, I take it back because they have to, they have to face Clemson coming up. We're going to see just how good Notre Dame actually is. They're going to play Clemson coming up on November 7th, and then we'll get to see just how good they really are, because Notre Dame has always been that team that's like, oh, they're amazing. Don't you think they get ranked higher just because of name recognition? Well, they're also undefeated this year. I mean, let's be honest, their toughest game was Louisville, which was a 12-7 game, and they host Clemson. So that will be the ultimate advantage for them. But they do have to play at North Carolina. Mac Brown is coaching there now. And, I mean, that's not going to be an easy game for them either. No, they've got Clemson. They're the two tougher uh, games that they have coming up on their schedule. They do have Clemson and North Carolina coming up for Notre Dame. Uh, anything else? You want to talk a little World Series there? What happened in uh, World Series Game 2 last night, Cappy? Well, I'll tell you what happened. Tampa Bay is what happened. Yeah. They were impressive, you know. Again, strong pitching by Blake Snell, good uh, good bats, and it looked like the Dodgers were going to have a chance to come back late, but the Rays ended up hanging on to win 6-4, to four, so the series is now even at a game apiece. They don't play tonight, they play tomorrow, and Game 3 is going to be Charlie Morton against Walker Bueller. That should be an excellent game, as the Rays will be the home team, the Dodgers the road team for that one from Globe Life Field. Did you see the guy that caught the home run yesterday as he was falling backwards into his chair and he threw his glove? Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Even the announcers were thrown off, too. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can bring that great. video up here. I think he had a mullet, by the way. Well, he was wearing a hat. But you're right, you might be right on that. He might have had the mullet. And they kept showing it over and over again. So it was pretty entertaining. Uh, they don't have it readily available like on YouTube or anything. Okay. I'll see, I'll see if I can this. find it. There's Thursday Night Football tonight. We'll have that for you on 600 ESPN El Paso. Giants-Eagles. And if you're a Cowboys fan, you're obviously going to want to watch this game because it's an NFC East battle between two teams that have been terrible this year. The Eagles are 1-4-1. and They got injuries everywhere. The Giants are 1-5, coming off their first win of the season. The game is going to be in Philly at Lincoln Financial Field. And right now, the Eagles are four-and-a-half-point favorites. 6-20, that game kicks off tonight. Thank you, Cappy. We'll uh, check in with you tomorrow. And coming up, we're going to get to an alternative fact quiz about baseball in which Sal will be taking this quiz. Thank you, Cap. Good luck, Sal. See you guys. Thanks, Cap.